4: And hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. We're here in Indianapolis, the site of Super Bowl Forty Six. Just finished up Thursday's edition of NFL.com Live. Still have one more show to go on Friday. Be on the lookout for that one. We're going to be yapping with the likes of RG3 and Tim Tebow. Not just the likes of, but actually them. That's an important distinction. I don't want to fool you into thinking it's going to be a cheap imitation. But, in fact, the genuine article on both counts. Also, Adam Sandler and Ice Cube, is that what it is?
1: Uh, It's Vanilla Ice. No. Together again for the first time.
4: Vanilla Ice? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. It's going to be Adam Sandler and Vanilla Ice.
1: Together again.
4: That'll be weird. All right, so we'll look forward to that on Friday. But in the meantime... Here's today's uh, lineup for you of uh, some of the highlights from what was, I felt, a gangbuster show, Rank.
1: It was a great show. Oh, I didn't say
4: hello to you, first of
1: all. It's I'm right. Rank over here. Can I say one thing, though? Yes, you can. Hit my music. Hit my music.
4: Time to do. I that, feel but that the it.
1: fans need it. You know, I don't. I listen. It doesn't have to be every show, but I feel that every other show is appropriate. Here's what I did
4: today. I saw Madonna, 18 feet away. Yep. And, and she looked better than I thought she would.
1: She looked good in person. She did. She was. You know what boxy. didn't look good? What's that? You squealing like an eight-year-old boy.
4: Oh, that's simply. Oh, Madonna! I'm over here, Madonna!
1: Please look at me.
4: I didn't screech in the least. Yes. I stand by the fact I'm not a fan of her music, but she's mm-hmm. an icon. She transcends. If Michael Jackson or Frank Sinatra walked by, it'd be amazing because they're both dead. That would be. That would make it extra weird. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, welcome to episode fifty-one here of the Dave Damashek Football Program, available as always on iTunes. Subscribe, won't you? And uh as we do before we get into this lineup of guests, Larry Fitzgerald, Cam Newton, we're gonna listen back to the McRanklin group. Uh really? yeah. Rank's uh Ranks cheap knockoff of uh John McLaughlin, a uh a timely bit. There ever, yes. <laughs> He's there still was. around. <laughs> Drew Brees. I'm sure I'm sure the people listening to our podcast Big fans of PBS political talk. I bet
1: they 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 probably know it more for the Dana Carvey takeoff than
4: no. They the, our listenership the, likely doesn't know who, who Dana, Dana Carvey, Carvey is either. They
1: never saw the Master of Disguise. No, but we will.
4: Uh, but uh, a SNL guy who people will know, Will Forte. Uh, he joined us. Kurt Schilling, Ryan Grigson, and Miss America herself. All right. <laughs> so episode fifty-one. Let's do what we do on each episode and honor the player. In NFL and sports history, who wore it best, 51 immediately, the brain goes to Dick Butkus. Of course. The most uh, sort of paradoxically good name. Dick Butkus sounds tough, but then when you start breaking it down, it becomes less so. Yes. Dick Butkus. Strange, but still a rugged f- uh, fella if there ever was one. Is it better than Harmon Killebrew? Ah, that's that's pretty good. That's a name. Yeah, Harmon Killebrew. The killer. If your nickname can be the killer, that's mm-hmm. pretty good. Who uh, who else? You had Randy Johnson. Randy with that Johnson. big, he had the he had the mullet of all mullets. He, he was he was uh, six foot nine on the hump, and yep. he or six foot ten on the hump, and he had about uh, six foot eight worth
1: of long mullet. time. You know, Astros pitcher. I uh... yep. oh no, he was only he, there. That would probably be an awesome jersey to have. Is the Randy Johnson Astros jersey?
4: Well, and then he yes. uh, and then of course, uh, rarely do you see this, but a legend. Dairy player for the Mariners, Randy Johnson, then he uh, gives that number up to each hero. Mm-hmm. 51. Any other 51s of note? None are jumping. Um, the top well, of my brain. we do
1: have a listener named Dan of Thunder yeah. who would be upset if we didn't mention Willie McGee.
4: Oh, yeah. E.T. Willie mm-hmm. McGee from those it. Uh, great uh, Cardinals teams of the 80s.
1: Uh, Sam Mills.
4: Yeah. Great linebacker. Who uh, our pal Steve Smith calls the greatest Carolina Panther of all time.
1: And Randy Cross, Jim Ringo, maybe a couple others.
4: I say it's down to Butkus or Randy Johnson. How say you?
1: I'm going to say Butkus. I don't think
4: that. I don't don't think it's that close. Producer Mitchell, how say you? Butkus. Butkus. Paul? Butkus. All right. We're in agreement there. All right, yeah. Butkus it is. Congratulations to you, sir. You get to, uh, to wear the jersey for the Dave Damashek football program, episode 51. And with that being said, let's get to it, Rank. We'll start it off with Larry Fitzgerald, Followed up with all those guests we mentioned for you. Enjoy. Right out of the gate, Larry Fitzgerald. We've got a great show lined up for you. Welcome, Larry. I've got to ask you this as somebody who uh, is from that area. It strikes me, let's talk pit football for one moment. It seems to me that that program has wasted more top-tier NFL talent over the last decade than any other school I can think of. You... There's Revis, there's Shady McCoy, and Antonio O'Brien I mean, there's you know, the list goes on and on. What gives there? Why so many se- eight-and-four type seasons when there's this much talent uh, to be had there?
5: You know, I really can't speak on it right now, but when I was there, you know, that's when they still had Boston College and Miami and Virginia Tech in our division, and, and, and it was tough to get past those teams. I mean, we were always right there behind those guys. Now... You know, playing in the Big East with those teams going, I, I never understood why we couldn't get past to get over the hump and get into a BCS game again. Uh, it was frustrating. It really is.
6: You know, last year the Cardinals finished winning seven of their last nine. And a lot of the hubbub going into the season was Kevin Cobb and his chemistry with you. But Ray Horton had that defense playing by the end of the year. How do you see the Cardinals doing in 2012?
5: Well, I'm really excited about our team. I mean, we have two quarterbacks on the roster that we know we can win ball games with John Skelton and Kevin Cobb. You know, Kevin had a tough year dealing with a couple injuries, not having an offseason, missing parts of training camp uh, You know, the, with the new collective bargaining agreement. So we kind of just got it off starter slow. But I think with this new year, him having some time to get in the program, acclimated with the offense, comfortable with his personnel, I think things are going to be much
4: better. Now, Any question going into 2012 that it's that Cobb is the man or his Skelton? played himself into that picture so that in August it could be a little bit of a two-man race.
5: You know, John has played really, really well. But, I mean, we all know that, you know, when a guy, you know, is paid the amount of money that you're paid, you're going to have to have, the op- you're going to get the opportunity to, to win it out. And, and I think Kevin deserves that. You know, I don't think you should lose your job based on injury. Even though John plays so well for us down the stretch, I think it's a good problem to have. You know, there's a lot of teams that don't even have one quality quarterback on their team. But we have two, and I think that's good.
1: But can it be a distraction, though, when you have two guys like that, because once, the, once Kevin Cobb struggles or anything like that, all the fans, all the media is going to be asking for Skelton to come in. Isn't it a little distracting?
5: It's a struggle for those two. I think as a, as a player on the team, you have to go out there and you've got to support whoever's under center. And no matter if you're playing quarterback or you're playing quarterback, whoever's back there throwing okay. it, I'm going to go out there and play hard for you. I'm going to go out there and try to make the tough catches for you. And that's kind of how everybody thinks once that guy's under center.
4: Larry, you're here with Visa. Talk about uh, what you got going on.
5: Visa has an awesome sweepstakes this year, and uh, they're allowing you and ten of your Favorite friends to be able to go to Super Bowl next year. They did it this year, and it's been a smash hit. I've seen the ads. Yes, yeah. all you got to do doesn't is have ten friends. <laughs> <laughs> all you got to do is swipe your Visa card, and you're automatically in there, and um, and it's awesome. I mean, uh, I know I had some trouble picking ten people. Facebook actually has an application that will help you select your ten friends that you want to bring, well, because uh, you know I know if you pick the wrong ten, you know that that can give you some uh, some trouble amongst the family and friends.
1: Absolutely, and you see the commercial. I don't like it that the guy's a Ravens fan. He's calling <laughs> his grandmother who's a Browns fan. (laughs) How has that happened? How is that family still
5: together? That's sacrilegious almost. It is weird. (laughs) It is weird.
4: Yeah, would you put on a 49ers hat in exchange for a ticket? Probably not.
5: No, that would be tough for me to do. That would be tough <laughs> what do you for me think
4: to... about uh, we got this uh, get This game is probably going to come down to the big difference with the Giants this year versus four years ago is the quality of wide receivers. With the Patriots, it's no longer Randy Moss. It's about those two tight ends plus Wes Welker. Which receiving options do you think are better between those two?
5: I think with Gronk being hurt, I think he's going to play, but he's not going to be the grunt that we've all seen this whole season. I think, the, I think the Giants have a distinct advantage just because of the secondary problems that the New England Patriots have had all season. Losing Andre Carter early in the year, took away another pass rusher that they're probably going to need this week. Because Eli really has not had that much pressure on him. I mean, the offensive line for the Giants done a great job. And I think those players, when he gets the ball in their hand, they do a great job after the catch. And I think it's going to be tough to deal with. So Giants, so who wins. Giants
4: gonna win. Giants are going to win. Giants going to win. There yeah. he is. Larry Fitzgerald says so. I, th- I dare say... Hyperbole, maybe the best hands in the history of the NFL. I don't uh, know that there's ever been better. My uncle, maybe it's my good. Uncle,
5: my uncle Chris, Chris Carter was—he was, he wasn't too savvy, you mm-hmm. know. It, I, I learned—I learned from the best. Right. It, Thank you very much, Larry Fitzgerald,
4: and uh, thanks to Visa. And thanks. have a good time out here. Thank man. you very much. I appreciate All you right. having me. look who is sitting here now none other than the rookie of the year, Cam <laughs> yeah. Newton. Hey, congratulations to you obviously on the right. uh, on the huge year. A lot of questions coming into the year. A lot of people didn't know how it was going to go. But I you know, obviously gangbusters, but I don't want to start off on the wrong foot. But right. the only issue I have mm-hmm. is the Superman move. Only because right. only because Dwight Howard does it already, as I'm sure you know. See, right,
7: but is I'm not taking that persona of Superman because I know, you know, that's, that's, that's been somebody's MO for a mm. long time. That's just something that stuck. Uh, you know, a lot of people it got a lot of attention when I first did it. Like, man, why, what is that? What are you doing? And I think, you know, Dwight Howard is Superman in himself. I'm just Superman coming out of the booth. You, I know? See. Just, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's different. For
1: Clark Kent, it's a completely different right. person. <laughs> right. so. Maybe we could, but he's I mild-mannered. Can... But there's a lot of guys in the D.C. universe we could go with, you know, yeah. like Green Lantern. But well, what's that
4: move? What would that move look like? You just that would do yeah, maybe like how about Aquaman?
1: You know, you Aquaman. just like
4: you just right. Go, right. like he had that, that sound effect. Yeah, he would send yeah. off the boop 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 boop, <laughs> boop, 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 to the fish. Right. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask
6: you, you know, when guy comes in the league, right. they always say they have a hard time adjusting to the speed of the game. But that didn't seem like it was a problem to you. I mean, the game seemed to slow down for you for being a rookie. Were you? Just that well prepared for it, or did it startle you, the speed of the game?
7: I really didn't think that my biggest issue was the speed of the game, being that I played in the SEC, and I think that is the most NFL-ready conference of any conferences. I think the thing that caught me was the preparation for the game, Uh, going into each and every week as if it was a final exam and having to throw all that material away the next week and study for another team. Uh, That was something that that, that I found still hard to this day.
1: How can we have a title game with two SEC teams? What do you think of the BCS system? I mean, it seemed, uh, listen, I understand the SEC year in, year out, always has great teams, but don't you want to see them, you know, face off against somebody from the Big 12 or the Pac-10? Or,
7: um, I just think that the BCS has, the, the that method has so many loopholes in it. And I want to know, you know, it, I want to know who to, who to point the finger at with. Well, why is that? The, you know, everybody says it's the computers. Well, you know, it's a lot of things that, that doesn't go the right way for, you know, you see point five or this point. And I, I don't understand how to get the point. So that's not my job to worry about. I play football. And, you know, if somebody's in college right now, if you win the football games that you need to win, you just go undefeated and you'll play in the national <laughs> championship. How about that? Fair but, K- right.
6: Cam, we're in Indy, and, you know, obviously a big topic is Peyton Manning and with the draft coming up. Right. Andrew Luck going number one. What do you think about Andrew Luck being the top over, overall pick, and what kind of pressure does he face with that hanging on his shoulders?
7: Um, you know, I had the opportunity to meet Andrew when uh, when I was in college. You know, I met him down at the Heisman ceremony. Unbelievable guy, and his character is very contagious. And uh, you know, him having that mo of, of, of throughout this whole season, everybody knows who Andrew Luck is, and, and playing and still playing at a high level. I think he's going to come into this league and make a big impact. You know, like I say, I'm going back to me being a football player. I'm not a GM or owner, so I don't have that that uh, pressure of of making that type of decision. But you know, a lot of things that you have to still credit with Peyton Manning, he is still Peyton Manning. You know, it's a lot of people that's that's doubting him with his health. But at the end of the day, if he comes back in the league and set it on fire with the way he left, you know, who's who's are you gonna point to then?
1: And RG3 kind of came out of nowhere for people who don't follow college football a lot. You have a chance to know him. What do you think he's going to do at the next level? Uh,
7: never, never met RG, but you know, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm. Are you a fan? A, a big fan, big fan of RG, man. This this guy's plays with an unbelievable uh, talent, and you know him being a, a a a a Heisman Trophy winner, so he's a part of the brotherhood. Uh, you know, watch him this year. Just the skill set that he has, you know, reminds me of, of myself. Being able to run and throw at the same time. You know, he's going to have some challenges in this league, also. But, you know, one thing that if I could say something to Andrew or RG, it would be, you know, just stay sane. Uh, There's going to be things that's going to be said about you that you have no control over at the end of the day. But, you know,
4: your, 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 your worry could only be your, your, your game play on the field. Cam, last thing for you. We talk quite a bit to Steve Smith on uh, the podcast we do for mm-hmm. NFL.com. Steve made uh, a comment uh, a couple weeks back. I asked him who the best quarterback he ever played with, assuming it was you. He said Jake DeLone one, Vinny Testaverde two, and then Cam Newton. How say you? I don't know, man. That's that's <laughs> me. But
7: I, I, I I've also heard you know a lot of people say uh, you know Cam has revived Steve Smith in his whole career. But I want to flip that and say you know Steve Smith has made my start of the, my career you know an unbelievable experience. Uh, you know, Smitty is, is is a person that helped me so much on the field and off the field with, with him being in this league for 11, 12 years going, going forward and him still playing at a high level.
4: Cam Newton, thank you very much. And uh, thanks on behalf of Carolina Panther fans and fantasy owners the world over. Right. They love watching
1: you.
6: you listen today, damn myself.
1: From Indianapolis, the McRanklin group, the sharpest minds, the toughest questions. The hardest football talk. Issue number one: most clutch performance in Super Bowl history. What say you, Dimples Damacek? Uh Ah,
4: well, there were a lot. There was Vinatieri. There was Roethlisberger. How about Mark Haines There's and Lester Hayes? There's a lot, but pick one. Eli Manning and the last time the, the last time these two teams
1: played. Wrong. Sinbad Smith. There's. There's only one. All right, one, Charlie Ronka, let's and, go. And it's the guy who guaranteed a win despite being 17-point underdogs, Joe, name it. Interesting. What do you got, tweeter? Give me the special teams linebacker. Jack
6: Squiret, Super Bowl 18, big touchdown, pick right before the half, made it 21-3. to three.
1: Huge underrated performance, but was it clutch? No. The toughest, the most clutch performer was Joe Montana. You guys, four Super Bowls, does it ring a bell to anybody here? Apparently not. Issue number two, whose legacy benefits the most from a Super Bowl win? Tom Coughlin, Bill Belichick, Diamond Dave Damoshek. What say you? I'll go with Belichick, I guess, because, one, he could be the greatest coach of
4: all time with four rings. And plus, he gets to shake off the Spygate thing. This would be his first Spygate-less Super Bowl crown, so him.
1: Interesting. Harry Goldenblatt, what do you got? I'm the only one picking the Patriots to win anything. Did you not just hear what he said? It's my legacy. He said if they win, I'm the one picking them. It's my legacy. I got a huge legacy. Legacy. Your legacy is sealed. What do you got, McConaughey? (laughs) Tom Coughlin. Tom Coughlin? Why do you say Tom Coughlin?
6: He's never considered in the upper pantheon of coaches. This would give him two rings, and don't forget... Appreciate that. Don't forget his being an assistant. He's taking
4: some for himself.
1: For the 1990 (laughs) Giants, so he has a ring there, too. I like the cut of your jib, Wooderson. And now for issue number three, we have a special guest, the John McLaughlin. If the Patriots win a fourth Super Bowl, is Tom Brady then the greatest quarterback in NFL history? I'll take this one. He's certainly in the conversation. He goes ahead of Terry Bradshaw, not ahead of Montana. What do you say? I'm with you.
4: Bella. That guy does a great McRanklin impression, not by bad, the way. Not bad, right? Yeah, not too bad. I'm, I'm going to stick with Montana, though. No, Brady's
1: the best. He would have won exactly as, as the same as Montana. He will have been to more, and he did it in free agency. Free agency. What do you got? I'm going to go Joe
6: Montana. Played in a different
1: era. It was a lot harder for quarterbacks back then. Give me Series Joe number Montana. One. I think most of us, the sane ones in agreement. John, he, you got another question for he us, He did it right? without
4: the videotapes, too.
1: If Eli Manning wins our second Super Bowl, is Eli then the superior Manning? That is absolutely true because we judge quarterbacks by who wins in the clutch. That would be Eli Manning. He becomes the best Manning. Dave, what say you?
4: I like the cut of your jib. We park our cars in the same garage there, McRanklin. Yes, of course, if Eli wins wins it, he's better than Peyton.
2: Not only is he number one, but Copper Manning moves up to number two and Peyton moves all the way down to number three. (laughs) Well, you
6: guys may park your 99 lime-green Del Souls in the same area. Uh, I, I I can't agree with that. I can't agree with it. It's Eli still Manning Peyton over. Manning. Why is it Peyton Manning? What is a big game in the NFL? The Super Bowl. A week 14 divisional game is a big game. A wild card game is a big game. An AFC championship is a big game. Peyton Manning has won plenty of big games in his career. He's done it more than his little brother. Give
4: Eli a few more years. He's won and nine we'll postseason games. Well, well, well! Look who joins us, Drew Brees, record breaker. Drew Brees, please have a cookie.
3: Those, those look good. And you can have it is one. the start of the offseason. season. That's um, all right. I'll wait till we get off camera, and I'll probably eat all three of them. Do you, do you let,
1: let you your belly the, go? Yeah, when yeah. there's when you're in the offseason, I remember one time I was talking to Tim Dwight. He says he take he used to take two weeks and just get as yeah. fat as he could get. And just let it go. Do you ever do that before you start well, ramping it up? I again? don't know if
3: I, I don't know if I go to that extreme, but I definitely here's the thing, you're so disciplined and so just locked in during the season with your diet and your just all your habits that I think you need that time to splurge a little bit when the season does end. And just enjoy some of the things that you kept yourself from doing, you know. So yeah, I'll, I'll definitely engage in the brownies and the cookies and the chicken fried steak and everything else that I can eat. And we could order you a, something
4: huh? too. They I'm have a,
3: a lot of good food. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I imagine you like a three week period where you only wear sweatpants, never go outside what's like that, that kind of thing. What's your sp-
3: Well, that was that was more depression after we lost, <laughs> but
1: <laughs> what's your splurge of choice? Is it like oatmeal cream pie?
3: You seem uh, like an oatmeal cream pie guy. New yeah. Orleans, no, no, man. No, no. See, well, yeah, you, you can get yourself in trouble in, in New Orleans. Obviously it's great food, but I, I can't say it's 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 always good for you. But no, I I'm an oatmeal raisin cookie guy. That looks like is that a chocolate chip? All right. it's oatmeal raisin. You What's guys, your favorite? You guys yeah. must not have gotten the memo about the oatmeal raisin cookies. Drew Brees, hard hitting question.
4: It's that time of the year, Girl Scout cookie time. Best Girl Scout cookie. Yeah.
3: What are the <laughs> thin the mints? What are the mints? That yeah. is, yeah. That is yeah, the correct answer. answer. Yeah. Can I give you a little
4: that. piece of advice? Sure. Drew Brees, yes. take some of the take the some of the thin mints, crush them up, drop them in some vanilla ice cream. You just stamped your ticket for cloud nine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome.
3: That sounds like a blizzard. They kind of stole, that from, like. Did they stole they. that from me.
4: They stole that from me. I think All right. Grant right. Talk took about, it from you, too. Talk, talk about <laughs> this, though, Drew. You would mentioned that game uh, against uh, the Niners up there, an all-time classic, really, but, of course, you're on the wrong end of it. Right. What's happening the half hour after that game, the next few days? How do you feel right now about being in that game? Great season, but obviously doesn't end where you want it to.
3: Yeah, um, certainly disappointing because – We all felt like uh, we were playing our best football at the right time. Felt like all the pieces were in place to really make a run at it. And and we expected to be playing in this game. There's no doubt about it. Um, You know, listen, San Francisco had a phenomenal season. And they're a great team. And that was just one of those games where, you know, we turn it over five times. And against a good team, you should have zero chance of winning after doing something like that. And yet we were able to take the lead twice in the fourth quarter. Had a chance at the end and unfortunately just didn't come up with the plays uh, when we needed them, and they did. And so all the credit should go to them. Um, you know, for about a week after that, I mean, I was really I was really depressed because uh, it, it seems like, especially once you've been to a Super Bowl and won one, there's no, no feeling like it, you know, in sports. Um, and so you get that taste in your mouth, and that's all, that's all you want, and anything short of that is a disappointment. And so I'd say for that week after, disappointment, obviously, for, the, for, for ending the season the way that it did, the finality of it all. But also just the fact that when you look around your locker room two days later, and you're going through the exit physicals and exit meetings, you, you look around the room and you know that there's going to be some guys that, that aren't going to be a part of that team anymore. And that's the sad part. you know. And I've probably never been as, as sad as I was two days after that game just because, man, we got such a special locker room. And we will continue to. But you just know that your team's going to change. E- even just, you know, in a few positions, it-, it-, it changes. There's there's turnover every year on every team. And so that's the saddest part about it because you get close to these guys and then all of a sudden you just know that that group, that specific group will never be all together again. You know,
6: you won Super Bowl 44 against the Colts, and so you will always have that on your mantle that you're a Super Bowl winner. And we had a discussion yesterday about the greatest quarterbacks to never won a Super Bowl. And inevitably, Dan Marino's name comes up. You, All of you, the fraternity of quarterbacks, hold him in such esteem. What did you think about breaking his record and about where he sits among quarterbacks despite not yeah. having ring?
3: Well, there's no doubt he is one of the greatest of all time. Um, here's the thing. I think there, there's there's a lot of quarterbacks that have have given some pretty significant contributions to this game, and he is at the top of the list. There's no doubt. And here's the thing. He, he, he held just about every record, single season, career, you name it. And, and, and you know, little by little, you know, Peyton Manning breaks his touchdown record. Brett Favre breaks some of his career marks. Then Brady comes back and breaks the touchdown. Right, right. We just break the yardage record. You're taking all the records. Well, well here's the thing. I'll records records are made to be broken, you know. And I hope we can hold on to this record for a while. But inevitably, this thing's going to get broken at some point by some young young guy coming in the league, you know. <laughs> hopefully years from now, at least, you know, we hope so. But um, it doesn't diminish just how significant it it was. Each record in each era deserves to be held in that moment and have a special place in history for that moment. But it's an honor to have had the, you know, just the opportunity to chase that record um, and be even in remotely in that category with the damn ring.
4: Drew Brees, obviously, great career uh, thus far, but have you ever had it so good as having a guy like Jimmy Graham? Do you in the huddle just say, just go about 15 yards out, and I'm going to throw it yeah. in your general direction.
3: He's a uh, he's a stud. He's a stud. Is and it that
4: simple, really? I know I'm being very basic. Is no, it as simple no, in the subtle? No, no. It's saying, it's
3: it's it's a little more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but but just the, sometimes in a game, you know, you can draw up all the X's and O's you want, but in the end, it's just me to you. You know, it's 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 Jimmy. Here's the route concept, but you see what I see mm-hmm. because we've been working together now for for this entire year, and we just we know these subtle adjustments to be made. He knows I trust him. He knows the ball's coming his way. And he just continues to find ways to get open. And, um, you know, the thing I love about him the most is not his talent or his ability to jump out of the gym or go up and get any ball I throw to him. It's it's his heart. It's his mindset. Um, he's such a mentally tough individual who knows that the sky's the limit for him and he's going to continue to work hard. He never he doesn't let bad things, mistakes throughout the course of a game influence him. Negatively. Short memory. Yeah. it's It's all really it's if he makes a mistake he comes back and says i will never make that mistake again you can count on me come back to me i'll make it up to you and sure enough the guys going to go off and go for 150 buck 50 and two touchdowns later on in the game so he's uh he's really a special player and a special individual
4: well of course uh, i was down in uh, in new orleans a week or two after you won that super bowl the people of new orleans after what they'd been through a couple of years before the joy, dancing in the streets, literally leading into Mardi Gras and everything. Hard to root against you in those Saints. Thanks uh, for the time here today. No
3: problem. Thanks for having me on. Dave Bameshek, yeah.
4: Welcome back to NFL.com Live. There you see, he of the bloody sockets,
1: Kurt Schilling.
4: What's Thank happening, man? What's going
8: on? Thanks for having me, guys. This is awesome. Oh, A pleasure. bronkowski
1: has got the ankle. What's up with Boston sports figures yeah. and these ankle injuries? Yeah,
8: I think that's. I mean, I'm, I'm dying to find out uh, medically how bad that is. I mean, because. I guess there's two different types of high ankle sprain: unstable and stable. And the stable one, he could be out maybe a week or two. Unstable is six month kind of thing. There's no swelling. No one. I, I'm not sure if he doesn't play, that changes everything about I this game. Absolutely well, on agree both with sides you. of the ball. Yeah. Completely agree with you on that, and the
4: fact that he was out there running around immediately after maybe gives false hope because apparently a high ankle sprain you can go out there day out. Well, I, I played. It gets yeah. worse. I yeah. played
8: with guys that have had it, and and the the advantage was he was still hot. You know, if he has a high ankle sprain and it requires a lot of painkillers and medication and and taping, halftime's going to be a nightmare for him. He's going to be a very different player in the second half than he is in the first half if he can get back out there.
4: Let's talk about something. I met you just about a week ago. Yes. In Hollywood, yes. at Jimmy Kimmel Live, you yeah. came in there and shot a little bit with, uh, with my man Kimmel. Yes. Because you have now gone from baseball into video games. You have a game called The Reckoning, and it is not a baseball, no, not it is not. related. No. It's a fantasy action game. Talk it is. It. And
8: so that's actually it. Uh, 38 Studios is the name of the company. Um, Reckoning is coming out Tuesday, February 7th. It's our first game. Um, we've had the demo out about two weeks. Response has been overwhelming, uh, amazing, like close to 2 million downloads. Wow. Um, and, and it's going to be up for game of the year. It's a phenomenal product. It's a, it's an incredibly deep, rich, immersive, I think Lord of the Rings kind of fantasy type game. You're talking my language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, we've got Todd McFarlane and R.A. Salvatore and Ken Ralston involved. And, and it's kind of opening day on a second career for me. And, and I've got a team now of about 400 uh, cut between two studios. And we're making software and entertainment, and it's a blast.
6: Speaking. I bet. Speaking of opening day, I'm from the south. I'm a big Texas Rangers fan, and I've had my heart broken (laughs) two years in a row. First, we lost to a Giants team that was not – they got great timely pitching, but the team overall wasn't that great. And then we blew it to the Cardinals. How do you see the Texas Rangers being this year?
8: They're beginning – one of the things I think that the AL West has lacked is a dominating frame. I mean the Angels have been a successful Well, but I'm saying nobody's coming out of the AL West and winning World Series multiple World Series over multiple Thanks years. Thanks to you guys. Well, you know, and I'm not going to apologize for that. Right. But I think but, you should. but, but it's it's that's going to be a tough ballpark to be consistently good at. It's a it's a challenge to pitch there. More importantly for me though, it's hot. And that is a big deal. It's the same thing down in Florida. When 81 of your games are in that environment, it's different. The dog days of August and September wear on those teams differently than they do. Having said that, right. uh, the Darvish signing, that, that they're going to have a very, very good team. And, you know, I, I look at Anaheim and what they did with Albert and, and, and C.J., it, that's going to be a. Both West divisions are going to be incredibly competitive. But this it year. also
1: brings up too because it seems every year we start off and just assume it's going to be the Red Sox or the Yankees in the playoffs. Tampa Bay's been sneaking in too, but now it looks like there's two teams in the AL West that can do
8: it. Too. So now it's it's a, you're well you've got the Tigers in the Central. You've got the you know the Royals aren't going to probably contend this year, but they're getting, getting better. Close. In the East you can't say Yankees Red Sox anymore. The the the, the Rays are legit. They have a, an incredibly talented core group of young players that they've signed for extended periods of time now. They're going to be good. They're going to, I mean, they're going to contend for that title every bit as much. I, I still can't get past the Pineda trade. I think the Yankees, I, I'm overwhelmed that that guy was traded, that arm got traded uh, to the Yankees. I think they answered a lot of their issues, but it's as much a toss-up in the AL as it's ever been in, in recent memory for me.
4: Reminder, you can tweet us. You can tweet uh, Kurt Schilling and the rest of our guests here at NFL com live. We have a question for Kurt. Let's take a look at that one. My dad's predicting Gronk to have a Kurt Schilling bloody sock incident at the Super Bowl to inspire the team.
8: Kurt, do you feel it? I, I don't know. I, I, I would say that what he's going to go through is going to be far harder than what I went through. If he has a true high ankle sprain, I, I, don't, I would be stunned if he was out there for four quarters being himself. Having said that, I think if anybody can do it, it's this kid. He's got enough screws loose. to to, to be an impact player with that kind of thing. I mean, uh, I don't put anything past these guys. Are
4: those all your teams, or are are you a Bruins guy? No, no, no. I grew up a
8: Steeler fan. I'm a diehard Steeler fan. So this is kind of a painful place for me. Um, I uh, just had
4: Demarius Thomas sitting
8: here before you. I berated him for I'm a diehard Steeler fan. I I was a Pirate fan growing up. Um, My dad was born and raised in Pennsylvania. So um, I'm a huge Bruins fan now. I came kind of late to hockey, but... uh, it's a, it's an incredible time in New England right now. Sure. My four kids have grown up in and around Boston and seen all four teams win a win a title in their lifetimes.
1: Yeah, you were there. You now, when you guys started your championship run, the Patriots were also winning. What was the were the fans as is crazy for the Patriots as they were for the Red Sox?
8: They were, they were. I think that what's happened is 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 Nirvana from a from a sports perspective. And I think the Patriots have had a trickle-down effect on all the franchises in Boston because if the Bruins started to see almost apathy for a while, they were they were not playing well. The Celtics weren't playing well, and there was almost the keeping up with the Joneses, or no one's going to pay attention to you. And the organizations kind of felt an obligation almost to each other, and they obviously always feel it anyway. But now you've got all four teams that where it's title or not, title or nothing. Think about how many teams. First of all, how many cities have four franchises? Much less four that are contending. So it's like year-round nirvana for sports fans, especially for the radio talk shows and all the sports sports stuff that goes on in Boston.
6: We were talking Texas Rangers a minute ago, and one of the problems they always had was getting a veteran pitcher to want to come pitch in the heat. And we're in Indy. A lot of talk about Peyton Manning, whether he would be released, traded, could he orchestrate where he would end up if he's healthy enough to play. <laughs> as an, As an older veteran in professional sports, what are the first things you're thinking about as far as where you want to go? Obviously, money is a
8: concern. Family. Bammer. It's always, yes, I, I, I went to Boston. My wife had an in, enormous amount of influence on that decision because of when I was, where I was in my career. Peyton's in a situation where, I don't know how old his kids are, but that, they, they may not be in a situation where they want to move them. Or if they do move, then they need to be at as, as least disruptive a move as they can make it. There, listen, money won't be the deciding factor for Peyton Manning. There's going to be more than one. Cont- it's going to be if he's healthy enough to play and everybody knows that he's going to have enough suitors. He's going to want to go somewhere where he can be in the Super Bowl next year. And so in my mind, the, the factor is going to come down to the three or four teams that can contend and how the, the, the change of life will be to his family.
4: Now let's go back to video games for one second. My heyday of playing the video games. My favorite of all time is uh, NHL '94. You ever get that one? You I, to I play I, that one. I right? play
8: two sports games, and I, I ardently fans of Madden and NHL. Yeah, uh, I think both of those franchises are phenomenal. I never played a baseball. Game. I can't. I can't play a baseball arcade game because in my mind. When you make the game as hard as the real thing was, then I'll play it. I'll have interest in playing it. I don't see that happening no, It's anytime. like my mother No, no tech No, tech mobile.
4: No, no tech mobile. My mother Mo Damashek, the nurse, watches those watches Grey's Anatomy and says, "Well, that could never happen. That right. would never." No, so yeah. it's the same thing for it's you. It's exactly right? right. Yeah, so
8: how did you wind up doing getting a, into
4: fantasy kind I, of I stuff?
8: was I was a gamer my whole life. I was kind of a nerdy geeky guy when I was young. I loved fantasy, Tolkien, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I just had the ability to throw a baseball really hard very accurately, which kind of separated me from the rest of that kind of geek squad. Um, and we've gotten to a place, I think, in in life now where geek and nerd mean the opposite of what they used to mean. Yep. If you can't get to Google and find something or on, find Wikipedia or order from Amazon.com or get a movie from Netflix, you're a geek or a nerd. This is the connected generation. That's not gonna change. So I've always been a hardcore gamer. And it was it was a passion of mine, kept me involved, kept me occupied when I played. And, and I love the thought of building something. I, I, and so this wasn't a vanity project. I, I built this company to be the best in the world at what we do. And I think a lot of people kind of rolled their eyes initially. And as the time has evolved and we're now getting to Tuesday, I think a lot more people are going, okay, wait a minute. This, this is actually... They're actually pretty good at what they do.
6: You mentioned the Lord of the Rings movies. I always say the Two Towers was the best one. Everyone tells me I'm crazy. What's the best I, Lord of the Rings I, movie? I, I,
8: the, the Two Towers from an action perspective, but but for me, the the, the, the Return of the King, and and I, because those are the movies you never want to end, and 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 they it were is sad. And, well, right. and they, you, it's just like for me, it's just like game making. When you watch a movie made by somebody who loves the subject matter, it's a different it's a different thing. You're watching a different movie. You know, you look at Moneyball, the movie that just came out that was made by somebody very passionate and caring about baseball. It's the same thing in, in, in entertainment. When you make games, when you play games, when you play Madden, you know the entire development staff at, at that Tiburon studio plays that game around the clock because they love it. This is the very same thing. The passion and the, and the commitment is, is enormous. Well, by the way, you're both wrong. The
4: correct answer to that is fellowship. That's the best one.
8: We have, to, we have to be introduced to this entire right, universe, right, but, and it worked. But it, it was did, great. It couldn't be the best one because you knew there was so much left to tell afterwards. What that's about true. the
6: scene at Helm's Deep where they're waiting yeah, for the Sam orcs, and it's it raining? I mean, yeah, is, yeah, there are no yeah. wrong answers. Well,
8: now we're all getting geeked out because the Hobbit yeah, trailers right. came out, and oh, now it's right. like, it's oh, right. oh, yeah. yeah awesome. Dude, yep, awesome. Awesome. Yep. Yep.
4: And me, in the meantime, this one has not opened as he's never been so quiet. He's quietly seething towards you because you broke his halo heart. Still. still. That's okay. It
1: was tough. We shook hands before he came out. A the 2004 one was all right. Like I, I can, I can understand that when Our team wasn't very good that year. They were good. They, they were, were better good, than you. That's than all right. Here. I was actually, I was the only person though. When you guys were rallying back, I was still rooting for the Yankees. Of I was you were. still <laughs> upset. Well, that And makes it's you, weird yeah. because the, with bad. the Angel fans, it's kind of hard because you have sections that will root for the Yankees in those situations, and the hardcore ones. I just remember '86 yeah. and all the heart, and know that Boston, Celtics. We hate all the Boston teams. Yep. So we can't root for them. 2007 was the one that I was the most disappointed about. Because I thought of the Angels teams that lost to you guys, I thought that was the best
8: Well, I, to be honest with you, both of those settings, both of those situations, we went into that series knowing we, they couldn't beat us. We, we, we just knew, again, they, they owned us in the regular season. They beat the pants off of us. But there was a different feel to October baseball against them. If, they did, if Ibar doesn't miss the well, squeeze, but I'm saying, uh, we, we You know, those little lucky breaks are – the best team wins, in my mind, always because you're set up to take advantage of the lucky breaks you get. The, the more the, the more uh, overriding emotion I have is both of those years, we knew we were going to win the World Series the, the day the out we clinched the ALCS. We knew the Cardinals couldn't pitch to us, and we knew the Rockies could not either. And it was like those were our World Series. Winning the ALCS that year was our – beating the Yankees, coming back down 3-0, you know, beat, coming back from Cleveland down 3-1. We knew as soon as those series were clinched that we were going to win the World Series. What word to answer,
4: Patriots or Giants?
8: Patriots. Like, of course. That's Angels what or say. Rangers this year? Angels. Oh, okay. oh yeah. well, 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 we're back. Well, well, we're well, back. Wrap. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking
4: news. All right. The Reckoning. Go get it this yep. Tuesday. Good luck with that, Thank Kurt. Thank you. Reckoning.com, you, move...
8: you can pick it up. And uh, Tuesday and, midnight, we're doing And a piece Madison. coming up on yes. uh,
4: Jimmy Kimmel Live. You can look for with uh, Kurt and Jimmy yapping about and having some fun there. All right. Back here live on NFL.com live. And, well, 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 look who's joined us. It's Will Forte. How Hello. are we? I'm doing great. How are you? First question: How do you keep the weight off?
2: Uh, it's a lot of salads and waters. You gotta hydrate. I put cayenne pepper in my coffee. That's actually true. I do. I do <laughs> I drink. I've heard that works. Yeah, but it's not. It's not a weight thing. That's just because I like the zestiness of a, a spicy coffee. Nordic I like,
4: track. I like. I That's a big thing. It's, what's that?
2: Nordic track. You don't use that. No Nordic track. Although we used to have one in my family. Yeah. Gazer size.
4: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I you know that's a big thing now is uh, is spicing your chocolate. That's a that's a
1: phenomenon. Yeah, that's Delicious. how I
2: thought I would try it uh, in my coffee is because I had a chocolate that had some cayenne pepper in it. Interesting. And I went to the, it was actually in the Detroit airport. There was a coffee bean with the known spice for rack. their
1: coffee. The Detroit airport yeah, of all places. But I gotta say, it changed you know my what? life. But I gotta settle something before we get started. Yes. Now we're both in the same fraternity, Lambda Chi Alpha. Is that right? The same time you're on the campus of UCLA. I was on the campus at Cal State Fullerton. Now, every year, we would play in a Sigma Kappa softball tournament at Cal Poly Pomona. You weren't on those teams, were you? I wasn't. I, I don't... We had a little bit of rivalry going, even though we were brothers. Yeah. It got a little contentious at times.
2: That, I mean, brothers brothers can have brothers rivalries fight. and still love each other. Like Eli
4: and Peyton. Yeah, kind of. You can do your handshake at the end of the. I segment. almost gave oh, it to it him, but I didn't
1: want to thing. throw him off. I don't. I don't know if I would remember it. Those Where's are so from, awkward. I know it's been a long time. I was 18. one. I, I think maybe we'll try it later. The secret okay. frat handshake is so awkward.
6: They do the little. Well, we'll uh, see when uh, at awkward. the end of the segment. Let's, <laughs> let's not, it, let's we'll not ruin anything.
4: Okay. You've got a picture coming out later on this year. Yes. That's my boy coming up in June, correct? Yes.
2: It is uh, one of the great pleasures of my life to get to work with Adam Sandler. It's uh, it's Adam Sandler and Andy Sam- Sandberg are the the main two guys, but God, they're just loaded with with uh, cool people. By all accounts, lie, Adam Suzanne? Sandler
4: is delightful.
2: Oh, he's—he is the best guy ever. Uh, uh, it's so damn funny, and—and uh, and this is his first R-rated movie. Well, he's been—I think he's been in R-rated movies, but this is the first movie that—that that, like first Sandler movie that's right. R-rated. Right. So this. Uh,
6: what's the best Sandler movie?
2: What's the best Sandler movie? Probably uh, that's my boy. Probably that Boy. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. God, I, I, I would say. Uh, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore are so great. The Water Boy, jeez. I'll
4: go a, punch great. drunk love. Punch drunk oh, love. that's a wonderful movie. That is
2: a wonderful movie. Yeah. Now, when he's such started, a good actor, but up?
1: When you started at Saturday Night Live, did they tell stories about the old cast and things like that? And did you did you hear a lot about these guys?
2: Oh yeah, you. I mean, the, Saturday Night Live has been shot in the same place since it since what did it start in 76? 70s. Se- yeah, 76 yeah like 70s and it's been in the same building the writers offices have been in the same floor so so there's all kinds of stories and ghosts around it's it's uh, it's an amazing place to work and, and there, there are a ton of people who have been there not a ton but there, there are still some people who have been there since the very beginning of the show who get to tell all these great stories.
4: When are we ever going to see? Can you go back and do the and do the character. I don't mean here, but at some point go back onto the stage and do the NASA employee who loves his potato chips. Oh my god. That is <laughs> one of the most bizarre and if you aren't familiar with it, do yourself a favor and find it on I, YouTube because it is one of my all-time <laughs> favorites.
2: That's really cool that you brought that one up because that's one of my favorites and and that's not that's not one for everyone, so that I don't
4: want to have a nerdy conversation with you. But no, no, no. But it's NASA with the, <laughs> on the glass door. That's a, that's the NASA.
2: Oh my God! I wish I could. I, I, I'm losing my voice. So. Uh, don't eat any of the chips. That's it. Okay, it's kind of back a little bit. But I also I lost my voice right before I did that sketch also because we do a dress rehearsal at SNL and I went so hard in the dress rehearsal, there's a lot of yelling in this thing that i lost my voice, so it was probably about where it was when we did the live show. Something
4: it about where was- is no, your no. honor, sir!
2: <laughs> yeah, he's just, we just said, do foghorn leghorn to Jason Sudeikis.
4: <laughs> well, wonderful stuff and good luck with, good luck with the picture. Thank I you. hate you, dad. Uh, or is it called "That's My Boy"? Is that, uh, it used
2: to be "I Hate You, Dad." Now I, I believe it is now "That's My Boy," and that is that's the
4: one. Well, we're that's not with. my fault. That's how they look. They have two titles for the same movie right there. I can't yeah. sort of take the bullet. Who wins the game,
2: by the way? Who wins the game? Not the Raiders. Good. That's my <laughs> team. Uh, I think the Giants. I'm going to go with the Giants just because after that that Tuck Rule game, I I, I cannot in good conscience. Be uh, rooting for the Patriots
4: as a silver and black. So
2: I'm gonna say 34-31 Giants. It's gonna be close, and uh, I think Madonna might have some effect on the outcome. Yeah, (laughs) like you know, we'll see.
4: Looking forward to Madonna, are you? I am. Yeah. In a train wreck kind of way, or no? I think
2: that train's gonna stay on the tracks. (laughs) I think uh, she's more jacked than half the players. I, I. she it's, it's, yeah she she keeps <laughs> shape. Yeah. She's she's almost
4: 50 now. Or too is she 50? Too good a shape, right. Though, right?
2: Well, we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. I am I am looking forward to it. All right. Are you guys Excellent. not you're, you're oh, no. not, I,
4: I want I'm I said already. I want the Jetpacks back. That's I
2: I'm want thinking. Led Zeppelin uh, yeah. to reunite and come back. But so so short of that anything will be a disappointment.
4: Yeah. <laughs> All right, very good. Don't eat his potato chips. It's Will Forte. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you very much. All right, fellas, let's talk a little bit of football, shall we? Here at uh, the media center on that Radio Row, and we've gone over the Billy Cundiff situation. What his miss? Lee Evans. Wait! Whoa! 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 Oh, whoa! Wait! Hang on. Hang I think on. we are hang about on, to be on. redeemed. I think uh, I have three words: ooh, la, and la. How are we, Miss America? Yeah. Are
1: you? okay. the I'll, I'll, hold, I'll hold the mic. Should I hold the mic for you? Or would you like to hold the mic you can, for can. You can just go. Okay. Very so.
4: okay, good. There we go. No, I, I'm okay right here.
2: I'm, I'm good sitting right
1: here.
4: How, How are you, Miss America? Um,
9: well, thank you. Where are you from? What state? I'm from Wisconsin. Kenosha, Wisconsin. How many Wisconsin? Oh, I see. They're throwing
4: me
1: Don't you remember? State. Now, what's the story with Aaron Rodgers? What, what is, yeah. was that, did that get too much publicity or I not? I think
9: it did. It really was just a harmless joke on my part because you can introduce your state with a fun fact. And I thought I would just it up by shouting out the Packers because of course I'm proud to be from Wisconsin and then I thought at the end I would just say if you're watching Aaron Rodgers call me and it's really made headlines that I didn't expect and it really was just my way of being funny and at the end of the day the joke is on me because he hasn't called. So, so you really I just to What laugh. about Matt no, Flynn at least? No, I wasn't. What's that? Did
1: Matt Flynn at least call or anything? No,
9: no one has. He looks like the bad no. guy though. Don't worry. Right, he he don't he right. Like I'm guy. sure he's, he's a nice guy. I have,
1: you know,
4: May I say, it seems as though you're looking for a rebound man.
9: No, not <laughs> no. at all. I have a busy next year, so.
4: I'll ask it again. Are you looking for a rebound man? No,
9: I'm not.
4: If you were, what man in the NFL would uh, oh, would be next in line? Oh,
9: goodness. Um, possibly Mr. Tebow.
4: Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Tim Tebow is the Tim direction Tebow. you look in.
9: Possibly, yeah. All right. Do you feel, can
4: I ask you, um looking as you do, do you go through life with the, and believe me, I know what it's about, you know, know, but do you feel like too often people fail to see what you've gotten here because of what you and I have here? Yeah, it's (laughs) nice. Yes. But sometimes well, it gets in the way, you know? Right. And,
9: you know, especially with where with the crown, a lot of people just think there's this stereotype of pageants. And that's something I hope to break is let them know that Miss America is a scholarship organization where women who are involved in our community furthering our education, I was awarded $50,000 that I'll use to go to a law school next year. So that's what I hope to tell people and that they can see past all of this because there are so many women in the Miss America organization that come from adversity and that they rise above. And that's really what we are making. Of, not the outside. I'm sorry, I
4: got lost in your eyes. Could
6: you say oh, that again? Oh, you're sweet. Thank you. Were you totally bummed when the Packers lost the Giants? I was.
9: was totally I was bummed. on an airplane from Vegas to New York watching that as the only Wisconsin fan on that plane around all Giants fans. So I was completely outnumbered, and I was really hoping that they would be here while yeah. I'm here. That would be cool. Like you
1: and the whole state. Were the yeah. Giants fans on the plane giving you grief?
9: Well, they didn't know I was a Packer fan because I just silently sat in my seat. But we were watching it on the plane, and they were going nuts. They were going crazy.
1: You want to get revenge on the Giants? I
9: do. All right. That's what I've said. I can introduce you to
1: Mark Sanchez, and you can start dating him. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) I mean that would really do it.
9: (laughs) I am looking for revenge, though. Okay. All I have to say is that I hope the Patriots come out victorious.
4: When does the crown come off? Is this just this? I mean, if I were named Miss America. I think I wouldn't take the crown off for a, a year at least. I would shower in it.
9: No, I really don't wear it a lot, to be honest. I have a pin that I wear, uh, and sometimes when you wear the crown, that's all people want to look at it. It's a lot bling. Yeah, and they don't really want to listen to what you have to say. So if I'm given the option, I would rather not wear it.
4: Where are you going to be in law school next year?
9: Um, for me, it depends geographically where I want to be. I've been looking at some schools on the East Coast, in Chicago, in Milwaukee, Boston. So... This a, is a great traveling for me. You don't
1: want to go there.
9: No, hey. Boston? Yeah. Oh. You okay. could consider, oh, okay. consider
4: Los Angeles. What's that? I mean, that that's, uh, I mean, we happen to live in Los Angeles, and you'd be new there, but right. we'd be more, than, I, I think I can speak for, we'd show you around, show right.
1: you our Los
4: Angeles.
9: Yeah. We'll see. Where I did you know.
1: undergrad at?
9: In Wisconsin.
1: At UW? Um,
9: no, I went to a small liberal arts school in, in Kenosha.
1: So you want to get away from that. You want to be yeah, out in the yeah, sun.
9: So College is to about down really down to move, you know.
4: Yeah, well, listen, so we, could, we'll we could open a lot of doors for you in show business.
9: Well, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. When we'll
4: you come see. out to L.A., will you be on our podcast?
9: Yeah, I've been to L.A. a lot. I just came from there, actually.
4: Wonderful, wonderful. So. All right, we'll look forward to that. Yeah. Do, you, do you care to throw out a predict, a prediction for us on the big game?
9: Mm, I don't care to.
1: You don't care
4: to? No, You're I still bitter.
9: i still bitter.
1: So I'm okay. hearing Giants.
9: Yes. No, 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 no. You got me confused. No. Definitely, I'm rooting for the Patriots. Rudy I don't even know Patriots. if I'm going to be at the now, game. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, Patriots.
6: are you going to watch the game? Are you going to be one of those people at the Super Bowl party who just kind of mills about like the appetizers no, no, doesn't
4: actually watch the
6: game? No, again.
9: I'll watch the game, but I don't know if I'm going to actually be at the Super Bowl or if I'm going to watch it elsewhere. So.
4: All right. Good stuff. After this, maybe we'll go get a, uh, a nice pastrami at Shapiro's, if you're willing. You I'll don't stop. Him. I'm paying. All right. You so <laughs> Coming up, out goes Miss America. Now. Did you see Madonna go by? I did. That we, was neat, right? That
9: press conference. That was really neat. That yeah, was cool. great. That'll be fun.
4: Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Miss America. So and good much. luck choosing that uh, law school. And coming up in just a moment, the brand new general manager of the Indianapolis Colts on NFL.com Live at Super Bowl Forty Six. Out goes Miss America. In comes Ryan Grigson, the brand new GM of the Indianapolis Colts. Welcome to the show and welcome to India, I guess.
10: Thanks, guys. Good a beer
4: Now, you just come, obviously, you come from Philadelphia, but you spent some time. You matriculated an hour north of here, right, at Purdue?
10: Yes, and then an hour and a half north of there is where I was born and raised. So, it's home.
4: So, that's fantastic. Yeah. What, a, what a great uh, opportunity to move back here.
10: Amazing. Amazing.
4: You had to follow Miss America, and we had Madonna on
6: the NFL Network. So it's a lot of pressure. Hey, that's I mean, your hair looks nice. You look great. No, but, uh, just
10: don't lot. do comparisons with those two. That's that's no, no. That's I don't like following those two. That's obviously not not a good follow-up.
6: You know, anytime you get a, a, a new job, and this is a big job, yeah. you've got to be excited about it. But you're also walking into a hornet's nest uh, of issues, team issues. I'm sure your experience prepares you, but was part of you excited and part of you like, oh man?
3: <laughs> what are the we great, do here? the
10: great. Honestly, the great thing about it is I jumped in so fast and so hard. I knew what, what I was getting into, but it's a challenge. But it's just been so high-paced and exciting and tough and all those things at the same time that it's you know it's a challenge, but yet it's still fun and exciting because it's football and it's what you really want it's what you really want if you, if you if you if you love what you do and it's what you aspire to you start out as a scout or as a former player you want to reach the highest level and you can't back down from a challenge and i have one and i but i have a great support system around me so i feel i feel comfortable in in the meantime you know so it's not it's not bad
4: is the mindset uh, right out of the gate here? You uh, bring in Pagano, you bring in Bruce Arians right on the heels of that. Bruce Arians, a nice track record of, of developing Roethlisberger into the quarterback. He is now. Is the thought process there, this is a perfect guy to groom a young guy coming in? Is that where, where the organization's head is with the likes of Andrew Luck, if I may speculate?
10: Well, regardless of what happens uh, in the quarterback situation, I think we have the by far the best available Uh, offensive coordinator uh, to take that position uh, to develop quarterback veteran or rookie or second year guy what have you. He's the best. He was the best guy available by far. And I'll leave it at that. I mean he's a great he's a great uh, situation to have on our offense and a lot of
1: different levels. In your situation you're obviously going to have to make a decision on paid manning one way or the other. Do you dread the possibility of being perceived as a villain? Or do you think that the Colts fans are understanding enough, they know what the score is, and they understand that at some point you're going to have to move forward?
10: I mean there's, like I said, like you guys had spoken on earlier, this has been happening so fast, but I've literally, the only way I can do this thing is to take it minute by minute, hour by hour, and just tackle each thing as they come to me and those those all those big steps from you know acquiring the head coach, um, acquiring the staff. Uh, looking at the roster, figuring out what we have in each position, our depth—all those things are are monumental things. And I'm just approaching honestly each thing piecemeal, and as best way I can. Um, so I can't really accurately even even talk to you because I haven't been able to even internalize that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so many things that are in a holding pattern that we have no control over. That you know, I know people want to want to know answers and they want to know this and that, but they know honestly as much as I know right now, or Jim Irsey knows because. Uh, regardless of anything, you know, we have to, We have to. Uh, you know, people have to uh, be healthy and be able to play. And there have to be those other things at the top that we started with um, in terms of getting the coach, figuring out the talent, the draft, all these other things. Um, they happen in a time frame, and I'm taking it in a slow process.
1: So we do it the right way. Well, well, it seems like when you go out to the Steak and Shake or whatever, does everybody have an opinion on what you got to do and tell you about it?
10: I wish I could get the Steak and Shake, man. <laughs> I mean, I've been locked up in that building and then, you know, back at my place now that I'm out of the hotel for, you know, how many hours that is, and I'm right back at the building and it's been a fever, everything's been at a fever pitch, but, uh, you know, I haven't had much interaction with people outside the building, I'm just being honest, you know.
4: You have free. you mentioned Freeney Mathis, you have Saturday, there's Clark, there's Wayne, there are a lot of pieces, recognizable names. I'm interested in your opinion, even though you may not have had a time, to, a chance to look back at all 16 games. Yep. But in your opinion, Peyton Manning's absence, as far as I'm concerned, that probably is an eight and eight team, even with Peyton Manning. I, I felt like it was a pretty flawed team. What's your opinion? In terms of where we're at, where would they have been with Peyton Manning, or, or is it a complete rebuild for you? I mean, is it? Do you feel like a few no. pieces or a big overhaul? No,
10: there's there's definitely some rebuilding. There definitely is. I mean, I have. Looked at film, um, not as nearly as extensively as I need to, uh, but I have, you know, from looking at guys in the past and doing pro tape and doing knowing them in college, um, I have general impressions of the roster. But until I get into the meat of it with my head coach and really go through each one meticulously, I can't speculate because, you know, I, I, mean, I, I couldn't do
4: it honestly. Last question for you. I yeah. should ask you who you think is going to win the Super Bowl, but I'm more interested in this: How many GMs? You don't have to name names. How many phone calls have you received from GMs around the league, asking you what it's going to take to get that first overall pick away from you?
10: You know what? I haven't had anybody really. No one's bring, called I, you I for that. No, no. But you know what, though? I don't answer my phone. So, uh. so <laughs> I've I've got. I just actually got an assistant uh, a couple days ago. My phone's been ringing off the hook. I might have 900 messages, but. You know, the only person I really pretty much have gotten back to is uh, my wife, uh, maybe, and a couple of my closest uh, colleagues and peers in this league. I haven't had time.
1: we got to get out, you and I. Let's go to the steak and shake right now.
10: Hey, we'll make I, it just, happen. I just had a steak about our, our, our PR guy tried ripping me away from the table um, at this luncheon. I'm like I'm not going to media day without eating, pal. You know, what I mean? <laughs> so no, I'm with you. You can pick the time and place. Just let's wait till things calm down a little bit. All right, all, all right. right. But do yeah. yourself a favor. Yeah. I
4: went to Indiana University. You know that. You, okay. That you know they have <laughs> better food at least. That's what you can go down there for your for your. I've viddles,
10: spent right? many. I've spent many a good good time down in, in Bloomington. Believe me.
4: Believe <laughs> Excellent. Me. Well, you're going to have a chance to run down there on the spare weekend when that your schedule allows. But uh, right now, thanks so much, Ryan Grigsby, and good luck with the. First overall pick in the Indianapolis Colts. Thank you. There you have it. There goes Miss America. I'm actually not sure if that was just Miss America. However, the producer decided to piece this thing together. But let's right. say it was.
1: Let's say it was. She kept making eyes at me, and I, you, know, you couldn't. No. You can't catch it through the podcast. No. But if you were watching the show, she didn't. She really did. No, she didn't. She was locked in. Wow. Well, locked into the baby blues. I don't mind
4: saying to you, she gave me the hi hat. Yeah, she, a little bit. I made every effort. I felt she, she didn't care for you. She seemed disinterested. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say disinterested, but that's not what she was. She kept
1: look. I think what she was she downright. Was doing-
4: she she downright disliked me. I think.
1: I think she so, kept. I think what she was doing. She was locking eyes with me as the only person who could save her from yeah, the segment. You can't win them all, fellas.
4: That's all I can tell you. But you know, on for my sake, it would be nice to win once more. At least uh, more than once every decade. But all right, so be it. I, I, I'm not going to hang my head. We have a whole show to worry about. Tomorrow, with all those good guests, including RG3, Tim Tebow, Adam Sandler, and really Vanilla Ice. Yeah, that should be good. Vanilla all right, let's ice. go hit. Uh, let's go hit the late night of uh, Indianapolis. How about it, Ray? Let's do it. All right. With that being said, we will uh, yap with you tomorrow. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice. Of
0: you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring
2: Mini-golf, anyone?
10: It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places.